Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether it makes you want to be alive or dead, from go home to off with his head, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Young and free, half asleep and spellbound, it's my co-host Evan. Floating like a dream cloud across the lake, drifting in and out of sight, it's my co-host Anchor. <laughs> that was uh, Bob Lennon or John Dylan. I'm not That's sure right. which one it was. John, but... John, it was John Len- John Dylan. John Dylan. Okay, not John Dillinger. Make sure. Yeah. Don't tw- don't get it twisted. Um, who was that? Who was that supposed to be? Out of curiosity, it was supposed to be Bob Dylan. <laughs> okay, okay. You also had kind of a almost. Yeah, uh, very... I always have a. All my accents have a little bit, a little, a little uh, spice, a little Liverpudlian spice. <laughs> it's true. What spice do they use over there in Liverpud? Um, my guess is nothing because it's British cooking, right? Boiled goose. That's all they have in British <laughs> cooking. Boiled goose for dinner again! <laughs> yay! Oh, I love it. One as big as me. <laughs> oh, and Christmas time. Oh, man. What are you getting Christmas time? You have boiled goose every day. Boiled except goose every on... day. Uh, a nice uh, Yorkshire pud. pud. Oh, a Yorkshire pud. They stick it in their liver puds. That I think pud. we've uh, talked about British cuisine, though, before extensively on this podcast. Hey, uh, or almost our... perhaps the last episode we yeah, talked our, about. Uh, <laughs> um, or our interpretation of British cuisine. I'm sure it's quite yes. fine. Yes. Which is just us saying blood sausage in this accent. <laughs> blood sausage. Blood sausage, mate. That's, um, yep, that's, what they, that's exactly how they sound <laughs> over there. You are indistinguishable. Oh, uh, the kangaroos. What would be your British name, Saker? Oh, I think your British name is the street you grew up on plus your favorite Star Wars character. So my British name is Sandberg Kit Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> What's your British name? Oak. Noel and now um Watto. Oak no Watto. That does kind of sound like a British name. Well you got a um it's your it's your street name is your last name, but it's hyphenated if it's multiple words. Oh, okay. And so, then you have to add so- like a uh, a LinkedIn or a uh a, a with or something like that, like Oaklington Knoll. <laughs> okay, sure, absolutely. So yeah, so I'm Sandberg Kitshire Fisto. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. okay. Or maybe Kit Kit Fistoshire. Although is way my better, my name is already as British as they come, so yeah, you do have a pre- Evan Dickin. Oh goodness me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever have you ever been confused for someone of? I mean, my first name yeah. is Saker. Yeah, so I've people been I th- for many times because I used to. I can't do it anymore, but I used to do a spot on British accent, like a, a London accent. Yeah. So one of the one of my favorite drinking games was to just pretend i'm from britain and see how long i could do that before someone called me out i believe you played this game last june uh but you played the irish version of it not the british version Did is that I? correct at at uh at a gaming convention in columbus oh, you tricked a bunch yeah. of people into thinking that you were irish and they bought you drinks for a while Damn right they did <laughs> they wanted to they wanted to pick your brain about all those blarney no, stones no, you and... just you just be an ebullient foreigner and sure. uh, you know i can pass as british and a little bit irish um yeah so i just can we hear that. your can we hear your brogue no i'm not gonna do it i can only okay. do it when i'm when i've had a couple drinks okay and i'm see. sure it's terrible but everyone seemed to believe me well and i think they believed you until uh our our other mutual friend yeah. listener of the podcast 
<laughs> Alex came along, and uh, I'm I'm told that uh, I, that he also tried to be your Irish friend. I introduced him as like um, my wife's cousin or something okay. like that, and my <laughs> okay. American wife's cousin. <laughs> and he just came on with like the "Oh, how you doing there?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh fuck, it's over, guys." So uh, I just kind of. Oh goodness! Kinda, I love that. I kind of backed out after that. You slinked away, yeah. Because there's no way to wink at a nod. You could be like, "Oh, Alex, you know, you're you're being funny again." Alex, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Dondermarup. Oh, he keeps coming back in the most mysterious ways. Yes. Um, do you think he might be on the next album? You know, I would love a BNL Alex crossover because I feel like he mm-hmm. could jazz up their music in a lot of ways. Like, right? yeah, I mean. I, I take that back because there there have been some jazzy st- like summertime bopping up, oh, sure. tipping and plopping. But I think like yeah. they could if they had a collab with Alex, it would be a more uh, techno Euro trash collab, and I think that it would be a lot of fun. And I think he, he yes. would, I think he would bring some of the joy back into the. And and again, there have been joyful songs on this album. I'm not saying the Bare Naked Ladies are not joyful, and, and I'm only using this album to go off of. Yeah, um, I was gonna say. So I think that they get they get more happy later on. I think they get sillier. They get their silly yeah, back, but uh, I, sure I think Alex so. would definitely bring that. What? Because their collabs are very weird. Their collabs are like here's a some some unknown Texas singer songwriter woman, uh, and here's I don't know Michael Bublé. And here's the guy from the ISS, uh, <laughs> Chris Hatfield or whatever his here's name the is. Persuasions. Here's the pr- oh yeah fuck here's the persuasions like they really are just they do a real scattershot uh, uh, who should we team up with which but they don't do it often enough I want to hear more album tracks that have people on them hmm. it's just Aaron McCarthy it's I think the only album track that's ever had a featured on it yeah I don't know yeah it's weird weird um oh god fuck I was just thinking in my head what if Steve came back just to do a song but they did Barricade Ladies featuring Stephen Page that would be the real death sentence for uh, for anybody with hopes of hopes of a reuni- reunite yeah I don't think we're gonna see Stephen Page come back unless both of their careers take like a dive a big nose because I think yeah. both both BNL and Page are doing well Hey, speaking of careers taking a nosedive, uh, we do have now uh, another Barenaked Ladies podcast on the scene. So I just thought that you should know that when, when a new Barenaked Ladies podcast comes about, I feel like you should, uh, I just need to tell you about them. I feel like it's important Yeah, they're for doing you. the, uh, they're doing like one album a show though, right? You got it. Yeah. Oh, man. They're, oh, I know. Uh, they're called, uh, uh, what are they called? Clothed Men Discuss Barenaked Ladies. A good name. Much yeah. better than it's all been done, I yeah. gotta say. And I think that, that um, they'll be done... By the time before we're finished with the next album, yes, that is one one hundred percent correct. That's also what Barenaked Ladies Are Us are doing. They're another podcast, um, but it's just every that's the way to fucking do it. They're smart people. I don't know. I feel they. I feel they feel like hobbyists to me. You know, they just want to dip their toes in this. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not fans like we are. They're no. not true yeah. blue. I think we should yeah. send them. Uh, when a new Barenaked Ladies podcast uh, comes out, we should develop a questionnaire and send it to them and to, to determine whether they're allowed to podcast or not. Sure, absolutely. We need to be the gatekeepers, we even with, though. Uh, yeah, us with uh, um, uh, Tracy's podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We uh, because uh, some... we both obviously have all the information. We're the true. Yeah, fake, that's true. We... Fake geek tra- pod. Fake I mean, pod. Tra- fake BL pod. I think Trace, Tracy would have would have summarily dismissed us had he given us the questionnaire since he was first. Correct, because, correct. You know, yes. but um, we are we're already grandfathered in. Is the thing? Yeah, this is true. Uh, our friend Thomas Bird on Twitter said, uh, "Make sure they don't headhunt Ev because they'll be done a lot sooner than you." Uh, so Ev, please don't, please don't leave. I don't care how much money they're offering you; I'll double it. <laughs> <laughs> 
just okay. to keep you keep you in our uh in our, in like, our make me an offer i'll split it with you <laughs> yeah okay hey, you guys want to make a cool a cool hundred bucks because <laughs> seiko's gonna pay me 200 to stay oh my god speaking of cool and guess what cool they'll outside. already be uh they'll already be ahead of us money wise if yeah, that works out for them we've made we have been in the red since we started this podcast by several hundred dollars <laughs> it hasn't gotten worse but it hasn't gotten better right so okay uh you cut off my perfect segue speaking of not getting better speaking of being in the red <laughs> we have to talk about some very good ladies this week's song is called watching the northern lights and if you've never heard it before listeners here is a quick sample Floating like a dream cloud above the lake Drifting in and out of sight Forty miles above us Alright, Evbo. This is the second time we've said it on this album, but GZO Pete's, the beginning of this song sounds like a U2 song 100%. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know why they're biting U2's dick so hard on this album. <laughs> like, it might just be, I don't know. Like, I think that, I mean, YouTube figures prominently in the soundscape of... <sighs> not now. Not no. before. But, like, maybe, like, the aughts. Because, like, wasn't U2 still, a, still like... Pr- like, they had that uh, recent album drop or something like that. And, I mean, U2 2010? Was... What the fuck? Hold on. Let me see what U2 was doing in 2010. What, they had what that, like, they... Apple iPod commercial that they were on. No, that was that was much later. Twenty, they had just released No Line on the Horizon, which is uh, that was two thousand nine. So maybe they were just really into uh, fucking. There's no good tracks on No Line on the Horizon. I'm looking at the list and I am I'm absolutely befuddled with how bad that album is. Get on your boots is like the the standout track. Holy cow. Um, yeah. So so I guess I don't know. I mean, it's probably in their DNA. It's fun to see what. Now that Steve is gone, what mm-hmm. impulses the band no longer has to keep in check, right? Right. So I always thought of Steve as sort of the the id or the uh, was it the id? What's the unchecked one? The super ego? No, id. You're right. Okay, the id. Yeah. So, but like he, the, but but I guess they all have you know some good and some bad within them. They are all shades of gray, and he obviously kept in check their impulses to become an adult contemporary band <laughs> because now they're shooting so hard at that target. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any, any thoughts on that? (laughs) Well, yeah, I think so. I think that, um, especially as the other band members, because I I mean, Steve, you're right, Steve, I don't know if he's the id per se, but he overshadows, I mean, he and Ed were the creative force behind the band Mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that, you know, Kev and uh, Jim got their licks in, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh, for the most part, it was Steve and Ed, the Steve and Ed show. Now that Steve's gone and the other band members are able to breathe a bit more, I think we're seeing more of their impulses. So that's interesting. Said. I mean, uh, their, so their impulses are to ape other famous bands. We got a lot of Coldplay on this album. We got a lot of U2. Maybe not ape, but is there is there impulse for mainstream success? Is there impulse for well, just yeah. like... I think it's I think it's the same as cultural appropriation, right? If you do a good job, you're not aping anything. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, it's a, mont- a uh, um, send-up or something like sure, that. Sure, an homage. Yeah, yes, absolutely. homage is the word I was looking for, not montage. Yeah, I understood. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. Uh, so I thought it's bizarre that we have... This is our last track on the album, Ev. Is that wild or what? Nope. 
I can't well believe I can't believe we've done 14 of these. Like, I, I don't know. Time has flown. Uh, this is an, a, another Kev to end the album. We mm-hmm. haven't had this since Maroon. And God damn, was it good then. Hidden Sun is one of Bernicke Lady's most standout. Uh, and this song was reminiscent of Hidden Sun to me in a lot of ways. Uh, did you did you think it was uh, Hidden Sunny at all? Before I, I, I say my piece, could, could you please um, elaborate on how this was a Hidden Sun song to you? Sure. Um, I feel like Hidden Sun was very much a soundscape, right? I felt like it set a scene with how they're both super chill songs. Mm-hmm. Like they are both mm-hmm. very like chill out, relax, just be taken away by this sort of wave of, of, you know, easy listening kind of music here. Um, and uh, whereas I think hidden sun was a little more metaphorical. This one is, is clearly just like kind of on the nose, but I think they both have the same, like, uh, 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 like here's the beauty in the world, like that. That is kind of the 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 idea behind both of these songs. Is uh-huh. is you know there's there's beauty in everything. Um, I don't know. They they felt very much the same to me. They didn't to you. I I think that I I get I think I think I get what you're going at, and I think mm-hmm. I agree with you to a point. I think musically though they were really different. I mean they were both like you said chill sort of laid back soundscapey songs, but Hidden Sun was more. I don't want to say folksy, but more sort of stripped down. Yeah. Uh, whereas this was more, I don't want to say, I don't want to say produced, but it, it had more depth to it because mm-hmm. they're working in a lot of like noodling and, um, you know, just, just levels basically. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, okay. I don't see that as a positive necessarily. I, <laughs> this was a... <laughs> yeah. I, I, we, we had a little bit of a text discussion earlier in the week uh, where I think we're going to be taking as we sometimes do on this, uh, on this podcast, very opposite sides uh, mm-hmm. to this song. Um, because I thought this song was good as hell. I was super into it. Um, there was so much to like and so little to dislike, I thought. Musically, I agree with you 100%. I liked this song a lot. Yeah, um, okay. I liked the... I actually kind of liked the U2 vibe. Um, yeah, me too. I like I U2. Really liked, I really like the sort of the sort of meandering piano and guitar sort of evokes the feeling of that moment that he's trying to like... He's just like, you're just sitting there experiencing, letting it wash over you. Right. And that's sort of what this song does. But god damn, those fucking lyrics. And then... What's wrong with do you want the me lyrics? to start? Do you want me to start crushing this song? I I, I invite you so that I can okay. refute you. Let me uh let me let me run this down for you. So okay. the song ends at two minutes and three seconds. That's when the <laughs> lyrics are done. They are finished. And how long is the song? Four minutes and thirty seven seconds. That is <laughs> okay. two minutes and twenty four seconds of outro. Okay. All right. Um, so here's how the song goes. The song goes. It's done at two o three. I leave behind. The song is my souvenir. Then, a green album solo. Then, some bleeps and bloops. Like uh-huh. an extended jam session, <laughs> then some gentle scatting. Mm-hmm. 
then another green album solo And then he says Northern Lights, and it's over. There are 18 lines in this song. 11 of them are, we were watching the Northern Lights. That is 64% of this song is just him saying, watching the Northern Lights. Okay, when you break it down into statistics, you lose the feeling that it evokes. I know, and again... I liked, I, I think overall, I think I liked this song, but yeah. I was expecting so much more from a, a Kevin song because I like Kev's song so much. And this was sure. just, it was him like taken to his logical conclusion where, <laughs> sure. like, like I said, more than well over half of this song is just the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're right. And, and 100%. If this were a deep album track, I would be like. Dude, we gotta get to the next song. But this is the last track on the album, and that's so where I agree with like, you. You're floating away. You're, and this that's, is... I think this song functions well as a uh, um, an ending track for an album. Yes. I also think that like, but my thing was usually when I finish a Kevin song, I want to listen to it again. Like I'm, I'm like, cue that motherfucker back up. I'm ready to right. go. Like I listened to Jerome like 30 times, not even bored. <laughs> this one, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Wild. I am okay. fucking done. <laughs> and I think that I think that that works for me both ways because I don't want to listen to it again, but also it's the end of the album, so I don't want to listen to it again. Yeah, sure, the absolutely. Over. I'm done. It's, it's done its job. We're in and out. Yeah, so, yeah, so I don't know if that's what he intended, but... Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I wrote... The first time I went through, I wrote, wow, this is a long, wandering song. Does it overstay its welcome? Here's what the deal. On the first playthrough, on subsequent playthroughs, I got tired of it a little bit, right? But on the first playthrough, I was like... Oh, cool. Like, I'm into this. I don't, I, I kind of was into just the jam band feeling at the end and how we just floated away on this lazy river. And that's what matters. What matters is the first listen because nobody's going to be as, 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 as ridiculous as we are in listening to the same song right. 50 times. So, like, doing, giving it credit for what it is, which is mm-hmm. the ending track of an album, awesome. Kev? I- I think if I if I think if I hadn't had listened to Sufjan Stevens's new album like last week, <laughs> I would have been more happy with this song. But like sure. this just this was so reminiscent of his like just noodling vaporwave uh, yeah. album that he just put out. And again, I don't think it's a bad album. It's just not my style. But sure. like I want to die happy. The song where he just repeats I want to die happy over and over again to like yeah. various <laughs> like slow beats and, and noodles. I not yeah. my not my thing. This this style isn't generally my cup of tea. Right. Um, but again, I don't think that this song necessarily turned me off in any way except for him just repeating what I'm like, just shut the fuck up about the Northern Lights, okay? <laughs> just shut the fuck up, all right? Watching the Northern Lights Watching the Northern Lights Watching the Northern Lights you don't need to say it 30 times. You don't need to say it 11 times. Like eight times would be fine. Five times would be ti- fine. And just noodle. Just noodle for the last like two and a half minutes. Give me some dat fodder. I'm that's fine a, with that. That's a Kev. You can't You can't I restrain. Know. He's in his cage. You can't keep a Kev in his cage, but he's got to roam free. Do you think that's he repeats he stuff a lot in conversation too? <laughs> he has like echolalia. Do you think that might be a, a thing that Kev has? Um, I don't know if he has echolalia, echolalia <laughs> but... Uh, okay, never mind. Um, 
Uh, yeah. Because that clearly is where you repeat things other people said. Or, or, or yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of different versions of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, I, I think it can go a bunch of different ways. Um, but, okay, so that was that was what really turned you off. There were actually two things that kind of turned me off in this song. And one of them is pretty big, considering how very little lyrics there are. And it was the bridge, where it just doesn't track for me, because it's the only part of the song that introduces tension. In my mind, after all of this time, the memory is still clear. I leave behind the song is my souvenir. So like the there's it's it's like tension, 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 resolve. Why tension in such a chill song? Like I don't understand why he would like I don't know if it's like a, a you know, songwriting 101 concept that he had trouble bucking. Like, you've got to introduce some minor chords or you know, I but it it wasn't it didn't feel good for me. It felt very very. He was probably thinking of, of the uh, the lip gloss that the girl he was with was wearing and like listening to the sure. like like and whatever he smells like uh, booberry, uh, lip gloss or uh, tutti frutti <laughs> tutti frutti summer summertime lip gloss. He gets like a pang, and so he yeah. just was like he was like lost in that moment when he was writing that particular uh, chord structure. Checks out, checks out. Yeah, I could see it. Um, and then also it it feels a little long in the moment. But taken in the context of the whole song, as you said, it is just a drop in a bucket of four minutes and 30 seconds of watching those Northern Lights. How how uncomfortable would it be to watch the Northern Lights uh, from the ground, like lying on the ground? Because aren't they like only in like cold places? Yeah, they're up in the north, but it, w- it might not necessarily be. I mean, it gets warm in Canada, huh, uh, bud? Okay, you're about to call like me Canada hun. has summer. <laughs> Summertime. That's true. But that is that north enough? If you're in a Toronto... You can't see the Northern Lights, know, can but you? Like even, I mean, like even like Saskatchewan has warm. Like even Alaska has warm seasons, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about the world. <laughs> I've never been outside of my Trust house. Trust me, bud. They do. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Yeah. Believe me. The other part. Believe me. The other part. God, I can't do a fucking Trump. Uh, is Kev's, and you've already mentioned it. Uh. Writing my notes. Oh, Kev, please don't hum. Don't scat. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I really like that. Like that was a hated it. Over the thirty times I listened to this stupid song, like that was like my saving grace because I was like watching the Northern Lights became like water torture to me. Like every time he repeated it, it was like another drop of water on my forehead, and I'm like, ah. Uh, and then and then, and I'm like, oh, it's like someone applied some like soothing aloe to the burn. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, but I feel, see, here's, here's the thing. I feel like this was in contrast to, um, the love we're in the last song we did because in the love, well, actually not in contrast. I meant, I meant in concert, mm-hmm. the love we're in had the same, like, well, let's do a waltz. Let's do a slow dance song. Oh, let's change it up real quick and do one line in five, three instead of three or a uh, five, four instead of three, four. Mm-hmm. This song, like he can't commit to a bit. Like if the last two minutes of the song were just him going a beat up a beat up but like if he would have scatted, I don't know. I don't. Th- I think that that could easily overstay its welcome, and I think he got just enough of a scat. Like if he scatted for two minutes and thirty seven seconds over the room, like. I don't, but he he I don't he know. does it for probably three to four seconds. Yeah, like, that's wh- all you need. 
what was the impulse? Was he just feeling it in the moment? Like, yeah. Scooty Baba. Like, yeah. Like, just eyes closed, noodling. Yeah, Tyler, like, they're like, they're like jamming or something. And Tyler just like leans in and goes, testify in Kev's ear. And then he just like, Kev just starts speaking in tongues. Preach, brother. Okay. This is, this is Kev's handling the snakes moment. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, where he goes full religious. I like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I either, I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear him fucking jazz. Just go wild, Kev. I wanted you to, to really pull it out. Um, but I do love, in a lot of other ways, I love how restrained this song is because mm-hmm. there's no, like, I feel like Ed at some point could have been like, can we chug the guitar a little harder in this one maybe? And no, they, they showed some great restraint on this, which is, is fun. I like that restraint sometimes. You turn down Ed's mic. <laughs> it had like Basically. a whole other whole other like those two minutes and 37 seconds are like when ed chimes in and starts singing but then they get cut his mic so uh, oh and yeah like and he's like how'd that sound and they're like the guy in the the recording booth is just like gives him double thumbs up <laughs> and then they just keep going and all the other bnl guys are making like the cutting the cutting motion across the neck sure absolutely uh fuck i can't say absolutely anymore god damn it i've gotten in <laughs> so in my head about absolutely oh man then how about i say absolutely and you be pedantic okay well i don't <sighs> See, if we're talking about pedantry, I don't know if I could really do pedantry because I'm more of like a knowledgeable person than a pedant, so... Mm, mm. You certainly are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, fuck. Dude, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about in this song. I thought Kev harmonizing by himself was a delight. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Um, I didn't notice... I usually write down when I hear a Green Album solo. They were Green Album solos, huh? I didn't even There were two of it. them. I did, I did all I wrote was that I loved the solos. I didn't clock that they were green album solos. I mean they just they just did the watching the northern lights thing, right? Uh, uh, on the piano then the guitar. Yeah, for some reason I thought they started with that as a bass and then like improvised based on like the dun 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 like riff basically. Um maybe not? Okay, listeners, you can hear it for yourselves. Um at the end of the song, do you think Kev was trying to say that maybe aliens had appeared in the northern? Because there's a a weird whine that persists throughout like the last minute or so of the song, um, and then those those eight 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 note runs at the end. The do 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 do. Yeah, I mean, like, do you think this song's about an abduction? I think it could be. I definitely floating think- like a dream cloud above the lake. That could have been him. Him and his partner or his uh his uh, friend at the time being taken up, drifting mm-hmm. in and out of sight like a UFO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, 40 miles they, above us, a UFO. They lay there in silence aboard the ship, half asleep because the aliens had given them, you know, this mm-hmm. this concoction to sort of knock them out. Yeah, this is his half-remembered... He says ah. the memory's still clear at the end, but I don't know if I believe that. I mean, a lot of people remember, have like... Uh, I know that the they say that, you know, the, the aliens alter your mind, your memories and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but a lot of people have very clear memories of abduction. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's uh, Kev. So, but I wonder why he wouldn't be more... Fo- well... Why wouldn't he be more forward? Because that's Kev. Because yeah. that's not what he does. He obfuscates. He hides behind his words. Oh, interesting. So Kev was taken up. Damn, dude. Interesting. Um, that's all I... Oh, well, I did kind of want to know, who was he with? Who do you think he was with watching those Northern Lights? Probably his grandma. Okay. All right. I, I thought it could be... I listed his wife. Maybe his seven-year-old daughter. She was seven when this album came out. Ed, Steve, his creator, God, other angels, another <laughs> deposed prince of the Sky Kingdom. I wonder, maybe he was pining for when he yeah, used to be. The northern fairies from which he came. Could be. Lying inside that the court fairy of ice, The court of ice and, and snow. That's almost, the, the ice queen is almost certainly yeah, who yeah, he was. 
<laughs> Snacking on Turkish delight. <laughs> that rhymes so well with watching the Northern Lights. I feel like he should have thrown one of those in. I, th- I thought it weird listening to these lyrics that Kev's songs, his two songs on this album, are both about experiencing a very specific place, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. He was very much present in this songwriting uh, experience for this album. Or yeah. perhaps Ed just gave him like a fucking J. Jonah Jameson deadline of like, I need two songs on my desk by morning. <laughs> he was like, where have I been lately? Uh, Jerome and Alaska. <laughs> um but beyond that, I don't. I, I find it weird because usually he he's he's very uh, non straightforward. But here, both of his songs are pretty upfront. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, and there, I, th- I thought the the poetry and the 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 non chorus lyrics were it was quite nice. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. just the flow of it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you, you know, you know, you can count on Kev for that sort of stuff. See, okay, cock, count on Kev. He okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, every time there's a good Kev song, I say, cock, my friend, cock. Uh, Ev, uh, did you have any more notes on this song before we hop over to live versions? Um, I think my one criticism about the lyrics, other than the, the chorus, is uh, um, the second stanza where he starts in the true northern darkness. Like, I don't like the repetition of the word northern. In the true northern darkness. Me right? too. He could have put another two-syllable word in there. Any two-syllable yeah. word. Yeah. Can you give me some examples of two syllable words that would have gone well in there? Uh nope. Okay. In the true pantsless darkness. Chicken. In in the true chicken darkness. That's not bad. Quick look around your room. In the true speaker Tater darkness. darkness. <laughs> in the true earthbound darkness. Um yeah. Oh, Ev is looking. True <laughs> bastard <laughs> darkness. <laughs> Oh, your big and glorious bastards wall scroll you have in that room. I, I know a, how much you love it. Uh, Ron Burgundy, Father's Day card. Oh, oh, you magnificent bastard! How sweet. Um, Ev, I I saw a couple live versions of this, and they disappointed the shit out of me. I didn't watch any because I was so sick of this song. By the time I had finished listening to it, sure. I did not want to hear it again, and okay. I did not want to hear them. I didn't want to hear an eight-minute version of the song where they just went like ping. That's That's exactly what I hoped it would be. I hoped that they would spin this song out into a huge like fish jam where like they took that end section and just like went buck wild with it. Like just just go go bananas because why not that's what this song was almost written for is to have like these big solos and you know pass it off to the crew and just do this chill jam it is note for note the album version note for note that is such a missed opportunity to they me. were probably as sick of it as i was well then why even play it because they they honestly they have to they were contractually obligated to, yeah. to do this song <laughs> because they didn't do every song from this album a lot, but they were playing this song up to and including 2016. Wow. Right? That's why. So they must have enjoyed this song, but I can't understand why playing it so close to the collar, close to the cuff. What the fuck metaphor am I thinking of here? <laughs> I don't know. So close to the vest. Thank you. We got it. Oh, Down boy. Earth. But I don't know. Uh, via satellite uh, <laughs> Kev the crowd in this is just like chatting as the song is playing you can hear people just like talking to each other and just damn right having a good time and then so it's like the, this is the song you go get a drink during 
that's almost certainly what people were let doing. Let me uh, like check my let me check my uh, watch. Oh yeah, it's about time for me to get an eleven dollar Bud Light. <laughs> exactly. I gotta catch up with my work emails. I have about four minutes here where I can just sort of check in with my boss, see what's up. Um, in in one that I watched, which was an unattributed venue, uh, Kev does this big like just mumbling solo at the end of the song, and the rest of the stage is in darkness. And it's so awkward because it's very clear that nobody gives a shit in the crowd and it's spotlighting him. It's it's very pretty and it's very mumblecore, but I just don't understand what they got out of this song. Does he uh does he scat word for word like like word for word. Uh. It's it's verbatim the same scat. Well, I guess are scats words because they're they are sounds for sure, but they have no meaning, right? Beyond no. their beyond their sound. So yeah. they're notes. They're 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 vocal notes yes that is uh, yeah that's almost certainly what they are i guess um i was just thinking okay what about scatting but you use words instead oh that's just singing that's just that's just normal singing <laughs> I had you those... almost had a breakthrough <laughs> yeah i almost developed an entire new musical style <laughs> what if a knife that i could cut pizza easily? oh that's a pizza cutter never mind okay <laughs> um yeah, but beyond that, it was just, there's nothing interesting about it. There's a very, very sweet and touching YouTube video that some, like, some parent made for their newborn baby that is set to this song. Mm. It's like, mom and dad hold, it's it's shot with an incredible camera. It rules. Like, it, it made me sentimental watching it, and it was set to watching oh the Northern God. Lights. It's beautiful. Uh, and I know that you are a sentimental type now that you are a, a father. Uh, I believe I just read a Facebook status about that earlier. Hits me in the feels. Hits you right in those feels. Um, But that's really about it, Ev. Mm -hmm. Um, Why don't you tell me right now, take a second, take a breath, and for the very last time, Ev, can you tell me what sci-fi movie this song is about? This song is about the 2000 Roger Christian directed Battlefield Earth. (laughs) Saving the best for last. Damn right. You of course it stars of course John Travolta, Forbes Whibaker, Kim Coates, Barry Pepper. The year is three thousand. Earth is a desolate wasteland. The Cyclos, giant humanoids have enslaved most of humanities to get that gold. They okay. are gold they got the gold bug, buddy, gold even figures. though Earth actually doesn't have that much gold. Yeah, yeah. Like, ge- geologically speaking, from like a gl- you get more gold mining like fucking meteors and shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Don't you that. don't you remember like it was a uh, maybe like three or four years ago that like group of tech bros like got together and be like, hey man, guess what, bro? We're raising m- money to go mine meteors out in space. We're gonna have a cool little. We're gonna make a spaceship and go out there and f- mine some fucking rare metals from meteors. No, and I then, don't remember this at and all. They got like they had like a. They raised like a couple million dollars, right? Uh-huh. From idiots. Okay. Because it like any like every it was like one of those the first like weird Facebook things where like the first response is Facebook saying, actually it would cost more to fund <laughs> such a mission than it could you could not possibly bring back enough gold and platinum to make it worthwhile. Really? Yeah. Wow. And no, I don't I'm looking right now. Yeah, it was twenty twelve that this happened. I don't remember it at all. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So um the psych the Earth's atmosphere is toxic to the slight like, cyclos aliens who are but who are all like nine feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And most of humanity is enslaved to these aliens, except for a few tribes uh, scattered tribes of humans living in the mountains. And here we close up on our hero, Johnny Goodboy Tyler. 
Okay. His middle name is Good Boy. Oh, that's real. You're not just that's making real. a little Evan word. Okay. Yes. He uh, decides to go uh, exploring, uh, mm-hmm. thinks there's something beyond the mountains, and is immediately captured. Okay, cool. Um, but he's got that gumption because, you know, I guess the, the Cyclos invaded, like, in the early aughts. So for three for a thousand years, they've just been breeding humans as slaves. Uh-huh. And so this guy, they're like, man, these wild-caught ones really have a lot more kick. <laughs> so like the, uh, the slave master, the, the prison warden, played by uh, John Travolta, Mm-hmm. whose name is Turl, uh, <laughs> decides to put this uh, rando human in charge of a mining detail because okay. he's got a little bit of brain smarts. Okay, okay. Um, the human, Johnny Goodboy. Right. But he also decides for some reason to hook him into this like Matrix I Know Kung Fu machine that teaches him all of human history and literature. Why? He It kind of like played up that he does this sort of as a joke. He's like, <laughs> see? <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, I love because, that. Because uh, like he like the, like Johnny Goodboy comes out and he's like, "We had a rich culture." He's like, "Yeah, we destroyed your rich culture in five minutes." Oh, I just gave you ennui. That's he's like, "Oh, fun. by the way, uh, if you've got any extra time, you can go uh, check out the Denver Public Library." Oh my god! That's and so ri- he goes to the Denver Public Library and finds like a copy of the Declaration of Independence, and it like completely changes his mind. So anyway. He gives him the Turl gives him the shuttle. They fly to the fucking mining site, which also happens to be Fort Knox. So he okay. finds Fort Knox and they find a bunch of jet planes and they train themselves on jet planes using like flight simulators. And then they launch a rebellion and they fly the jet planes over there. And then um, the remember the Earth's atmosphere is toxic to <laughs> the Cyclos, so I they remember. smash their shuttle into the dome. And then the dome blows up and all the Cyclos on the on the dome they suffocate. And then they use a teleporter to create a, the, the teleportation machine. They make a dirty <laughs> bomb and they send it to the Cyclos homeworld. And they explode the dirty bomb on the homeworld and it ruins the atmosphere. And all the cyclists die then they catch john travolta and they put him in a cage of gold wow ironic wow i love it okay well you were an excited six-year-old you, you must really love this movie this was a movie this is one of the reasons why i picked this movie uh which is why i think it's based on this movie because this movie for me was something because i don't know if you remember the year 2000 but there weren't a lot of um movie like sci-fi good sci-fi <laughs> movies out there period like okay. and this was before you know the wealth of options that are available on streaming and things like that like if you wanted a sci-fi movie you had to go and troll the racks at like blockbuster sure. or, or the theaters and so my butt 2000 i was in high school and my buds and i were excited as fuck to go see this movie because it's a sci-fi movie and i mean john travolta was still hot from pulp fiction right 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 um so he uh so he went and saw this movie and it was the worst ever <laughs> like it's not even bad like good bad like it's shot at a dutch angle uh um, the whole movie the, almost the whole movie is shot at a dutch <laughs> angle and if you don't know what a dutch angle is listeners it's where the screen is tilted canted slightly Yikes. like at an angle so it, it use it's used to evoke sort of a feeling of um like discomfort in the viewer because everything doesn't look quite right also they use these absurd like neon colors in every scene um so yeah it's a bit it's a bit much um like this song a bit much uh, sure. and like this song i would never listen watch this movie again <laughs> okay. even as a joke like hey guys you want to buy battlefield earth no i will go home thank you very much <laughs> like the year 2000 best um, experienced yeah. once and uh so the 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 neon colors in the and again battlefield earth necessarily doesn't match up with the lyrics of northern lights but at the same time like the neon colors match the northern lights perfectly sure um the 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 watching it from the ground so you're seeing everything sort of at an angle also watches perfectly so like a like like a soundscape this movie movie was a viewscape okay okay um 
and also when they the earth's atmosphere has been devastated so in many scenes you do see like sort of a northern lights atmospheric phenomenon in the sky oh, so that's neat. so it's also kind of on point as they're flying their their fucking jets around yeah yeah that seems which fun is, yeah which is bizarre because like the cyclos destroyed our entire army in like five minutes why would six seven hundred six jets beat them yeah anyway bizarre um so what's more fun about this movie is like the the weird like production history because i mean john travolta is a scientologist right okay and uh he wanted to make this like he had like uh a talk with l ron hubbard before he died and l ron's like i want this movie made and they started to make it and then l ron died and it didn't come out of anything so what john travolta did was start getting his like scientology friends to talk to bill mechanic who was the head of 20th century fox at the time okay um and you know how scientologists always overdo everything forever so it's like they're calling him on the phone. They're like stopping him on the street. Like, hey, I want to see Battlefield Earth. <laughs> and then he like went and like talked to John Travolta. And his quote was, do you think weirding me out in any way, shape, or form is going to make me want to make this fucking movie? <laughs> and so it never got made. Uh, it didn't get made until Franchise Pictures, which run by famous Lebanese American producer. Hey, my boy. Um, What's his name? Let me find his He's name. my boy. I don't care who he is. Any Lebanese American? Eli, Eli Samaha. Okay. You can help me with the pronunciation. That... I can't. That sounds okay. good. You sounded great. <laughs> okay. Um, so what his production company, Franchise Pictures, did was it would go in uh, where like a star had a pet project that was stalling. And they'd be like, hey, we'll make this movie for you. Uh-huh. Um, and his quote was, if they want to make their pet movie, that's fine. What do they want to get paid? Because I do not pay anybody what they make. That is not my <laughs> business plan. <laughs> So he would go in and be like, all right, not only do you don't get paid for this movie, but you have to chip in money. So they'd make it like this budget, like they they do that. And they made like, he produced like Boondock Saints, uh, Spartan, the whole nine yards. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking um, at his credits and 95% of them are movies I've never heard of or I know are bad, like Ballistic X versus Sever. So these uh-huh. truly are people's pet projects and a few of them are, are home runs, but 90% of them are garbage. Yeah. Uh, Eli Samaha, famous in the LA scene for being a dry cleaning and dance club mogul. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> His quote when this movie came out, which is, I think, the best quote ever. Battlefield Earth is going to make Hollywood take notice of Eric El- Eli Samaha. I'm not going to be a laughingstock anymore. <laughs> That's wonderful. Goodness gracious. Uh, he also married Tia Carrera from 1992 oh, to 2000. holy shit. Tia yeah, Carrera. Wow. That's yeah. big. And he also produced your favorite movie, Van Wilder, colon, The Rise of Taj. God, you know I need my Reynolds love. Wait, or was that? Uh, I don't know who was in Rise of Taj. <laughs> it was not. It was not Reynolds. Okay, was it? Was this it Cal? Was, Penn? The Rise of Taj, I think, was was like eight movies in. I think it was Cal. Yeah, Cal Penn. Cal Penn was in it. Uh, despite the film's title, Ryan Reynolds does not reprise the role of Van Wilder, and the character is absent from the film. The big words, Van Wilder, on the. <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, well, it's like a. Um, Quentin Tarantino presents, um, you know, sure, Grindhouse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Quentin Tarantino isn't in. Actually, he probably is in the film because he puts himself in the fucking films. That but. sounds true. Um, I went to Google and searched for 2000 in sci-fi movies to try and prove you wrong that there were great sci-fi movies in 2000. You are 100 percent correct. <laughs> we had the Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. What planet are you from? I with remember that Gary one. Gary Shandling. Remember that one? Um, yeah, this was really... I, saw, I, went and saw, I think I went and saw every sci-fi movie in the theaters there. For some reason, uh, Google defines Dude, Where's My Car as a sci-fi movie. Just it is. <laughs> it is. It is? Oh, absolutely. The car was taken by aliens. Oh, was it? I forgot yeah. that twist. Oh, shit. All right. You didn't get... Have you seen that movie? What, the Like, the day it came out and never again. Yeah, I mean, it's not worth rewatching, but okay. yeah, it's, there's, there's aliens in there. 
it's like a Terminator thing because they're they're protected by two like Euro trash alien oh, nice. bounty hunters, and then okay. like a bunch of hot babe out aliens come looking for them. That's fun. Uh, I don't know because like they have they've somehow managed to like grab the scrupulent narthex or something, and it's tat tat tattooed on their back. I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but also, I, I that's for you, Cal. I, I must tell you that Pitch Black came out in 2000 as well, uh, confirming Vin Diesel's legacy forever. Yeah, uh, Pitch Black's great. Yeah. Uh, Ev, I think it's about time that we get around to rating this song. Ev, we rate this song. Oh, man, I'm kind of sad that sci-fi movies are... I, I don't know. I'm ready for the next thing. We had a good run. We rate this song at a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes <laughs> this song is wearing... I'm sorry, I had a moment of, of emotion. Uh, sorry the, about that, bud. The worse it is, the fewer clothes it's wearing, the better. As always, we are going to start with you, Ev. So tell me, watching the Northern Lights, is it bare naked or fully clothed? I am... In my late 30s, mm-hmm. before I find out, my dad had another family. Oh, no. <laughs> they live down in Florida. Um, they reach out to me, actually. And uh, I, at first, I'm skeptical. But I look down, and I see, you know, they look a lot. Like, there's a there's a guy, maybe, let's say, two years younger, uh, like three or four years, uh, two years younger than me. Okay. Or he could even be my age. What the fuck does it matter? Okay. So I'm, like, I'm like, wait, he has, to be two, he has to be a year or two younger. No, no, it's a different woman. He can, <laughs> That's how he that can works. be the same age. So same age. Looks a lot like me. I like that um, you think that you're, he had another family, but it was also with your mom. He just kept your, your sibling <laughs> secret from you. <laughs> yep. Um, so uh, I'm like, well, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I'm going to go down and visit them. So I go down to Florida. It's uh, summertime. Living ZZ. Moving uh, it up. And I greet them. And it turns out we have a lot in common. Uh-huh. This guy is great. We go jet skiing. We talk about nerd stuff. He plays board games and Dungeons and Dragons wow. stuff. He likes to say movies. We have a good time. We get we get crunk on the beach and have a good time in our swimsuits. We're just living it up. Boogie boarding. And uh, his name is... Saker, give me a name. Elvis Pranty. Elvis Pranty. <laughs> Elvis Pranty. Uh-huh. Me and Elvis having the best... Uh, <laughs> having the best time and fun in the sun. Okay. And uh, um, I'm like, eh, you know, as I'm leaving, uh, he's like... he's, But he's he's like me, but a little bit more laid back. He's oh. like a... like Even though he lives in Florida, he's like a California guy sure. sort of thing. So he goes around in like flip flops and a uh, in a swimsuit most times, okay. and then sometimes you know if he's if he's like if it's like a no shoot no shirts or something like no, no shirt no shoes no service sure. place he'll put on a uh, um like a, a board top okay like, like either a tank top or a uh, um like a, a diving not a diving vest but like you know just one I of those little yeah. tight tight knit Under yeah. Armour things. Oh, real quick, is this during the pandemic? No, no, this is well after the pandemic. <laughs> okay, I thought you might just go down to Florida just to see what's up there. Kind of catch it early. I know you're a chaser. It's probably, it's probably yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I already caught it early. I oh, think that's I, true, actually. I think I, I was forgot. the first, I was in the first wave. You were. But, uh, um, so I go, and uh, we're saying goodbye. It gives me a big old sweaty hug. Waves goodbye in the airport. Um, I've changed my clothes, too. I'm in a tank top. I'm in my board shorts. Uh, um... Uh, sandals and then i'm putting a coat back on because i'm going back to a little bit cold ohio but that's fine and i'm waving goodbye to him and he waves goodbye says bye Evan. i say bye elvis and then just as i'm going i walked i'm walking down the flight deck and i turn around and he just puts a maga hat right on his head <laughs> and gives me a and then just walks away and that's this song to me it's mostly good sure but like i do not want to spend any more time with it now <laughs> okay, got it wow 
I don't. I love that this is also far after the pandemic. So in 2024, people are still wearing MAGA hats. Well, he's probably making. Well, this his is yeah. 2024 run. is like his, he's up for re-election yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's true. Or like a uh, fucking Jared Kushner is running. Uh, sure, sure. Make America great again, again. Do you think that will be the next Republican slogan? I kind of. I think like it'll that. be make make great great America America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pizza pizza, and their mascot will be Little Caesar. Uh, actually, oh, no, Little, little Caesars yeah, is little, yeah pretty liberal. Yeah, heavy heavily left wing. Um. Good job, Little Caesars. Uh, this song to... Unlike actual Caesar. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This song to me, um, like the whole time you were talking, I was struggling to think of a scenario that like makes sense for me. But like, it's hard because I think perhaps this is... Uh, the, the year is the year. It's 2062. 3,000. The <laughs> Earth has been destroyed by cyclones, aliens. <laughs> Um, and I think that, uh, you know, global warming, we remember global warming as a, a distant, distant thing of the past. Um, it is, it's gone. Um, and we've swung so far in the other direction that we don't have global warming anymore. We accidentally created global cooling. Uh, we've become so green and so conscious of our footprint that... That's what, actually what, uh, um, in the 70s, that's what they were scared of. Global cooling? Global cooling. Wow. Yeah. Oh, to be a 70s disco man. Um, so we're, we're, you know, it's, I go outside, I live in Ohio still. Um, but you know, it's the summertime and I, for some reason I have, I, yeah, I might have dementia by 2062. How old will I be? I'll be like 80 something or 78 or so. So my brain is Swiss cheese. Uh, and you know, I go outside in my shorts and in my t-shirt thinking I can't wait to enjoy another summer in Ohio. And I get outside to the beautiful vision of the Northern lights over my house in Columbus, Ohio, because now that we have cold, I assume cold weather creates the Northern lights. No, I don't know what the fuck no, they are. It's electromagnetic. I, um, I should have done a little bit of replay over the poles. Well, yeah. No, it's well, because of the electromagnetic stations that we've put all over the world in order to create global cooling. Um, we now have the Northern lights pretty much everywhere. So I go outside and I am just staring mouth agape at at the uh, at at the night sky with the northern lights everywhere, as my grandchildren futilely try to pull me back inside, uh, telling me that I'm going to catch my death, and uh, uh, I die mere days later. Uh, so this song is good. It's a T-shirt. It's shorts. I enjoyed it, um, but I think it also forecasts uh, the possible my possible downfall. I don't know if uh, if. Listen, here's the deal. I think we'll talk about this more on the next episode, but I went into this album thinking it was going to suck, and I think I enjoyed, like, at least half the tracks. Will that be the same in the future? Will we have a glorious utopia, or will I die? Um, the question remains posed. Evbo, we'll be right back mm -hmm. with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. <laughs> Hi, Evan. Hi. What would you want to smell like if you could smell like anything, but you have to smell like it for the rest of your life? Ah, machi. Um, the, like, like, uh, browning onions. Like, onions on the stove with some butter in that pan. I want people to smell me and get hungry. I want, I want to be, I want to evoke everyone's, like, best memory of, like, Sunday evening pierogi dinner. Uh, I just I, like we all have. Like we all have. You grew up in Youngstown. Well, Don't pretend. I know. Like. I know. We. <laughs> I, I have memories of Sunday evening pierogi dinner. But like, 
like stuffed we cabbages, a little oh, bit of um, some goulash, kielbasas. Oh, for sure. Put the boss on the grill, for sure. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think I want to I want to evoke nostalgia. Uh, truly, that is the best smell in the world to me. I think is is butter browned onions. And you won't be able to smell it because you don't. You can't smell it yourself. Sure. Very much. Like you'll get a whiff of it occasionally, but like everybody around you will smell it. Like you have, like you have just walked through a cloud of it. See, when I smell myself is when I smell like strong, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say like I go for a really long run and I come home. How did that change the smell of my brownie? Reeking of onions. <laughs> okay, is it okay? The onions get rotten at that point. You just smell like, so buttery. Okay. Oh, it just gets stronger. Okay. Everything is amplified. Got yeah. it. Because that's not what when you sweat, you don't amplify your natural smell. You smell like sweat. You smell like right, but you smell more like sweat. Right? Yeah, so I don't smell like sweat and onions. I just smell like big onion. Yeah, you smell like, like your sweat smells like big onion. <laughs> okay. I, man, there's a lot of conspiracy theories onion. that I buy into, and that big onion is controlling our media is one of them. <laughs> Truly. Ev, if you could smell like anything, what would you smell like? Um, Probably like pine trees. That's fine. That's a fine answer. I just like, I've always liked the smell of pine. Okay. Not, I don't know. Okay. It's pretty boring. That is a. <laughs> Almost as if we have nothing to jump to from there. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smell like toothpaste. That's fine. That's good. I was actually. looking for a, a speaking like pine. I um, I like the smell of pine so much that I, you know, I buy the only pine soap you can get is like man pine. Sure, you can't buy pine like, for women. I know. Yeah, I I haven't been able to find it. And okay. Again, I'm looking just for bargain sites. I'm not gonna like fucking, you know pay $80 a bar, $10 a bar for soap, you know? But um, I did find pine toothpaste because I feel like pine would be a good toothpaste flavor. Oh, I feel like that would be so overpowering. Well, I mean, more than mint? Yeah, I don't know. Do you think that you can use children's toothpaste and it's still effective on you as an adult? If you have, if it has fluoride in it, yes. Okay, because I want to, I want bubblegum toothpaste again. I love bubblegum toothpaste. All right, I'm in. But I I was, uh, I bought this pine toothpaste and it's from South Korea. And I used, I bought like eight things of them. Okay. And I can't read their labels because they're in Korean. Okay. And uh, I'm like, after like six months of this, I'm like, man, my teeth hurt. <laughs> Good sign. And uh, C, C looked it up and C's like, oh yeah, that toothpaste doesn't have any fluoride in it, man. Oh no. It has like a bamboo salt or oh, something is what they say. my God. And I'm like, oh, I fucked up. I fucked up bad. I've yeah. been not brushing my, I've been basically not brushing my teeth for six <laughs> months. Jesus Christ. But you still got them pearly whites. You, well, yeah, I went back to brushing my teeth. Yeah, but you got strong teeth. I mean, I think for a lot of people, six months of no brushing would have created some pretty intense plaque deposits. Well, I still I still brushed them. I just didn't have fluoride. And there's still fluoride in our water. Yeah. It's not like we're, we're Britain. It doesn't fluoridate our water. Yeah. All right. Good point. All right. You won me with over. Our mink, with our manky teeth. Can you add fluoride to something on your own? Can I buy a bottle it's, of fluoride? It's poisonous. Okay. Can I buy a bottle of fluoride? Um, I've never looked because it's poison. All right. Instead of like putting water on my brush before I put the toothbrush, toothpaste on, you could just dunk it in that fluoride and then put your your South Korean mint to- or pine toothpaste on. Um, yes, you can buy fluoride. Okay. But you buy it from uh, um, like chemical supply companies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's you can get I'm a like. forty. You can get a uh, um, sixteen ounce or a one liter bottle of fluoride for forty dollars from chemworld.com. <laughs> sure. Well, that's fine. I don't know. There's a QVC sells it. Nope. Just kidding. That's uh, a pro strong advanced fluoride tooth strengthener. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, but that would be fun, right? To, to just sort of make your own... Yeah, I mean, you can get fluoride, you can get your iodine reagent, you can get your cyclohexanone, your glycine solution, ammonium hydroxide, and just mix them all together with acetic acid and bromophenol blue indicator, Fucking and you've basically got a t- you've basically got a toothpaste. Blow up your house. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, Add a little cul- copper sulfate for color, yeah. and you're good to go. Mm. Can you believe that no one has written a review? on the chem- chemworld.com site of fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars. Tastes delicious. Yeah, do they have a, uh, a review section? No, you're right, they do. Wow. Zero reviews. Oh, it's uh, wild. There's also nobody left a review for hardness titrant. No. Nobody left a review for ammonium hydroxide. Oh, never mind. Four stars for ammonium hydroxide 3%. And the review reads... This worked well for what I had to have. (laughs) (laughs) That review could be applied to literally anything. Oh my god. Glycine Solution has two reviews. Five stars. As described. (laughs) It is indeed Glycine Solution. I'm not going to tell you if it's good or bad, but as described. Hydrochloric acid. Yeah, you know, we got we got it. You want it, we got it. And you know we get chem- chemworld, chemworld.com. <laughs> and that's our commercial. <laughs> you know where else on the Orange Groves has sort of a you want it, we got it attitude? That's of course they them theirs. That's right, they them theirs is a monthly non-binary uh, discussion. Joe and Rain are non-binary, and once a month they sit down and talk about what that means. We're here, we're queer. Let's talk about it. The latest episode, episode 19, is called Young Adult Fiction, Gender, and Shrek. Uh, and uh, were there was there non-binary representation in Shrek? Um, I don't think so. I think that was a little early to be to be. Uh, did Farquaad? No, I don't. Hey. I, I, I haven't watched the I haven't watched the Shrek movies. I'm waiting for my son to get a little older before we dive sure, into Shrek. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, how did they get away with calling him Farquaad? That's really, really, like, borderline, right? Isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't get it. <laughs> Just me, then. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Never mind. Orange Groves? You got it. You keep you keep it up. Keep doing you. Keep it up, Orange Groves. Keep, keep, you, get, you, get up, you, get on that, you get on that horse. You don't get off keep being until me. it's time to go. Do it forever. And you, when you go, you ride there. You ride there because you're on a horse. Don't forget. Don't forget. We're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time when we spin that big wheel and figure out which thingy we're going to do today. Today's thingy, Ev. I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh, I love you. Someone loves this song. Recommend them a drink, TV show, Jello flavor, LaCroix something. So if you love watching the Northern Lights, what other thing would you be into? You're going to love Gatorade Iceberry Blast. <laughs> We're back to Gatorade flavors. Iceberry Rampage Blast. <laughs> you don't feel like that's way too intense for somebody who loves watching. Somebody who loves watching Northern the Northern Lights are intense. They should tune into the uh, Chill Beats to Relax Study 2 channel on YouTube with the little girl doing her homework. The They should uh, they should use Grammarly.com. They should use Grammarly.com. Please explain that. That one to me. No, I was just uh, going off YouTube. I'm so sick of watching fucking Grammarly commercials. You've talked about it on this podcast before. How, I hate it so much. You are it of... pisses me off. Um, wh- um, I, but I think that like, is there a, like, is there a liquor or a liqueur that like 
because i know there's like hypnotic and like the uh there's like that purple liquor that is like uh, oh, bits of yeah. like it's like it's like kind of misty it's inside like a lava there lamp one, is there one that is like a lava lamp in that it has like multiple types of liquor that don't mix together oh. that um well, you couldn't even do no, that. You but like oil, there's, there's oil in it, yeah, I guess, yeah. or something. I mean, people, or wax. People make shots like that. I mean, or or drinks. Oh, yeah. yeah, you could do one of those. So, what kind of what kind of shot are you thinking for these uh, for these people? I'm just thinking something where uh, it's a type of a, uh, uh, a regular sort of liquor. Let's say like a, a dark liquor, mm-hmm. like a um, maybe like a a dark blue liqueur, not blue sure. And then you you put a shot of something in there. It's like you you drop it in, and when you drop it in, all the colors sort of explode and pop like a green, blue, whatever. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. If there's a, a specific name for that, I'd love to know it. But uh, other than that, I I think that's good. Here, let me tell you this. Oh well, nope. I uh I looked I looked up Aurora shot, and what I got was the 2012 Aurora Colorado shooting. Oh my god. Nope. Whoops. Wowzers. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, to that. Um. I think the Sega Genesis game they would enjoy would definitely be Echo the Dolphin. Uh, Echo the Dolphin, you got that chill music, you got those smooth graphics, but the more you play it and the better you get at it, just like the song, the more you listen to it, the more it reveals to you. Because by the end of the game, Echo, you realize that it's actually like a a fucking horrifying game. The last boss Mm -hmm. is the alien queen because aliens have invaded earth and you're fighting her nightmarish visage. Uh, Just like aliens are in this song. Kev was, was taken away by these aliens at some point when he was watching these Northern lights. Uh, So echo the dolphin. Yeah. I think that's right there. Did you find out your shot? Yeah. There's an Aurora Borealis shot. Uh It's mixed. It's made with uh, it's not a shot. It's a, it's a mixed drink made with coconut vodka, coconut rum, pina colada mix, hypnotic and island punch pucker oh and it, it's like a light it's a blue shot that fades to a milky white at the top and you drop in uh glowing ice cubes i how do you make a glowing ice cube um you freeze a little light inside of an ice cube <laughs> is that real yeah oh that seems bad for you well if it's just like a plastic light right yeah yeah okay that's fair like, I, I mean guess. you're drinking it out of probably a glass or a plastic glass yeah, right all right all right good point good point uh but how would you not get it to just float to the bottom of the ice cube right because if you're if you're i guess you have to freeze half the ice then put the light well, i don't think in. it matters where it is in the ice cube it matters where it is in the drink right well yeah but you want it in the center of the ice cube just for presentation's sake don't you no, because it's in the drink and you can't really see right. it right all right evbo i'm sorry Here, i'm showing i'm gonna show you a picky okay you see it Ooh, very pretty. All right, I do like that. Oh, hypnotic vodka. That looks like a good drink. Will you make me so one yeah, of those? Yeah, we go to uh, Jerome, okay. and we go to uh, the tool shed. Sure. We're going to ask the bartender to make us a uh, Aurora shot okay. in honor of Kev Hearn. So I'm sitting on my couch. I have uh, Chill Beats to Relax Study to playing on my computer. I got Echo the Dolphin on mute that I'm playing, and I'm drinking my Aurora Borealis drink. This is a chill day. What are you wearing? <laughs> Every time Evan has called me, he starts off with that line. Um, in that case, well, I just like to know. I, I like to get a mental picture of who I'm talking to, and I know what your face looks like. Sure, right? sure, sure. But I need to know what you're dressed. Sure. Like. Uh, am I wearing? There's nothing erotic about it. In fact, it's kind of gross to me. <laughs> am I wearing a full snowsuit? Do you think that that is apropos, or do you think it's too on the nose? Inside a full snowsuit, I don't know. I think you're wearing like a. Um, tie-dyed tank top and uh, like khaki shorts with like khaki cargo shorts okay because that's chill 
it's chill. All right, all right. But if you were, but if I were going to recommend something, this I would recommend like a uh, um, weekend getaway at a cabin. Okay. <laughs> I seem like that. That seems like somebody oh who likes this God. song. What what they would want. But let me tell you, in a cabin in the Hocking Hills, chilling out in my cargo pants and tie dye, drinking that drink, playing that game, listening to that music. This sounds like a dream. This sounds fucking <laughs> great. I want this to happen. Hey, man, I think that you could probably have that happen even during the time of Corona because the cabins are probably pretty cheap. And if you just want to go there by yourself, dress up and play Echo the Dolphin on the (laughs) big screen TV while you're drinking a a, a drink you made yourself, that can be done. A dream. Probably cheaper than ever. Oh, my God. It is truly tempting. Uh, I might have to look into cabin prices because that sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) But I don't know. Uh, Ebo. I think we've fulfilled the criteria of this segment, and now we can contractually move along. Yep, let me just uh, get my checklist out <laughs> and make the mark here. I'm going to send it to you. Should I send it to you? Um, I can digitally sign? You, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll send it to you over. Uh, yeah, the, okay, the, DocuSign. Um, yeah, Perfect. Got it. Got it. Got okay, it. thank you. And now it's time to answer a question from our friends, our fans, our nosy little knights. Uh, you can email us if you'd like at it's all Is been- that Knights with a K or Knights with an N? Uh, Knights into Dreams, uh, the Sega Saturn game. I got Sega on the brain for some reason. Um, yeah. This is, uh, you can email us, it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. This is a question from our friend, Ty. Tyler. Hi, Ty. Uh, oh, wow. He signed his email, the, Tyler, the Tyler, parentheses, not a drummer. So, oh, sorry, okay. I hate to disappoint you. Uh, it's a longer email, so let me, I'll, I'll read it in its entirety. Uh, maybe I'll skip. He asked four questions, and I think we might skip some of these. Gentlemen, long-time listener, yes, first time reaching out, happened upon your podcast while at the uh, Manila Airport two years ago. Wow. <laughs> to, they have big posters for it there. That we, We're, we're oh, huge yeah. in Manila. We are. <laughs> 80% of our listeners <laughs> from Manila uh, meant to only download one episode, but accidentally downloaded the first 10. And then when the in-flight entertainment conked out two hours into the 13 hour flight back to the U S your podcast kept me engaged the rest of the flight. I've stayed subscribed ever since I'm originally from Michigan and had no idea. Ohio had so much hidden talent. Oh, shucks. Your podcast has gotten me to find new favorite BNL songs like easy and war on drugs. And I'm ready to explore the PPE for the first time. Come with us, Tyler. Uh, come come with, with us. us. Take my hand. Um, so he asked a question about Rock Spectacle. He wanted to hear our thoughts about BNL TV, the TV-themed programming found on the Enhanced CD for Windows 95. Uh, I did not prepare you or I for this question, Ev, so I think no comment on that, I assume. Yeah, I remember I remember watching it at the time. You and I watched it together, I think. Or really? Or did we... We watched it. Maybe separately. Okay. We watched it, but like... I don't remember much of cool. it. Cool. Works for me. Oh, God, yes, you're right. We did watch it, didn't we? Mm-hmm. It's all coming back to me. Yeah, there's like little snippets of funny shit. Uh, so that's my review. <laughs> little I, snippets of funny I shit. I think it was okay. Uh, he, Three stars. He also says six stars. it's a precursor to uh, Tally Hall's internet show. And I've mentioned Tally Hall on the podcast before. Fellow Wolverines to Ty. Uh, love to know your thoughts on the 2020 doc, There Are No Fakes, where Kevin Hearn leads the crusade to bring down a conspiracy of fraud, child labor, and sexual abuse in the Canadian art world. Again, something we've talked about and yeah. <laughs> will never watch. Uh, I feel like that would be a fun doc for you and I to watch together, bud. Yeah, I like I like me some kids. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I know the plot of the doc. Like, I've read the, yeah. the plot synopsis and we talked about it, I think, on the pod. So, Tyler, check out episode Nobody Cares, where we answer your question. Sure. 
Uh, number. Th- Did you just edit in a number there, Saker? <laughs> sure. Number three. If the ladies were all assigned to cabinet positions in the United States, what department would each member lead? This is the meat of this question. Oh. So uh, I'm gonna look up cabinet departments. Uh, Ebo, uh, why don't you start, and we'll pop back and forth. Okay, you're gonna look up cabinet positions while I have to just. You know, <laughs> okay, make one up off I the top will go ahead and start. Um. Let's see. I think the... I feel like Tyler would be the head of the... Uh, is there a Department of Energy? Secretary of Energy. I was just thinking energy. Ty would be Secretary of Energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one's a no-brainer because he is uh, perhaps the most energetic predicate lady, right? He got the energy. He got the energy. He got the uh, Golden Berry Blast Gatorade Arctic Rush. Uh, <laughs> you're, you have... You've had it in your brain for a week now since we recorded our last episode. Um... I think the administrator of small business would almost <laughs> certainly be Kev. Going off of his success with There Are No Fakes, he's now ready to crack down on the business world. Um, he's He wants to get in there. He wants to shine a light on the abuses of the small business world. Uh, administrator of the Small Business Administration. You are, you're you're looking at the same page I am. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I just like that they repeated administrate I think, I think it, it's supposed times. to be... Oh, shit. No. Yeah, you're right. Administrator of Small Business Administration. Fuck. Yeah, why would you have that... Well, I guess it's probably a departmental title that they just uh, they had to use because it was like that level in the hierarchy. Yeah. Hey, is this we're both looking at President Trump's cabinet right now. There's no dashes. This is the messiest fucking list of cabinet positions. Is it not? I'm not looking at his cabinet. I'm just looking at the, the Wikipedia oh, article. Oh, okay. that lists, All right. Never mind. Lists, uh... um, you go next. Hmm. I'm thinking. Let's see. Ooh, I want to say Jim. Is Homeland Security Secretary of Homeland Security? <laughs> that checks out. Because I feel like he would get really into invigilating people. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Like I could see Jim sitting um, in a chair, like tilted back, um, like one of those like gamer chairs, yeah. but like tilted back at a forty-five degree angle. So he's looking up at a forty-five degree angle to a bank of monitors that just fill an entire <laughs> wall, and there's two keyboards, one on each hand. And he's just typing away, sure. muttering to himself, sure. and he's got like sunglasses on, of course. He's got big Ozymandias sort of energy there. Big the yeah. architect. I could see that one hundred percent. And I would say Ed, the only position that makes sense for him is uh, Secretary of the treasury um uh, because truly <laughs> he is a treasure he's a treasure absolutely he's a he's a silver fox plus i think you know what he knows how to make that money he knows how to stay on tour he knows how to be a band for you know 40 years at this point he knows what it takes mm-hmm. to keep it together uh ed is a dude who understands what it takes to run a business run an economy and uh and i i think he's going to really he's going to make the treasury a, a place that people want to is that what the secretary of treasury is supposed to do <laughs> that's where you want to you want to get foster a uh, uh comradely culture sure. and uh, friendship in the uh, yeah just like love coming to work at the <laughs> treasury of the united states absolutely or the, uh, oh, i can't say absolutely anymore go fuck yourself listener who pointed that out to me i hate you <laughs> nobody cares ebo i love you listener who pointed love that you. out love you I love as you. usual we knocked it out of the fucking ballpark. We killed this up. Wait, we, we're in a we're not even in a ballpark. I've been recording from Shea Stadium this whole time. Oh shit! 
We knocked it into the ballpark. Uh, yeah, I knocked it into the ballpark. Um, I knocked it right into the ballpark. Frank, I'm about to go eat after this episode. This episode, this mm. recording, this podcast is hungry work. I always feel like I'm starving after this podcast. <laughs> it's a very strange. That's because I drain your. That's because I teleport the contents of your stomach <laughs> out of the ballpark <laughs> and into into my heart. <laughs> oh no, Evan, <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> Uh, I got a big heart. Oh, that's sweet. You know what I mean? A big heart with lots of barbecue chicken scraps just floating around in there. Yummy, mm-hmm. yummy. Did you have just barbecue chicken for breakfast today? <laughs> Every day, my friend. Every day. <laughs> Man, you're living the dream. Right, living it up. Evan, uh, what you got to plug this week? I've got to plug my co-host, Saker. Aww. He is a good human being, and I love him very much. Buddy, that's really sweet. Yeah, and you said so. Not just now, mm-hmm. but last night when I was super drunk and texting you <laughs> about how I didn't have to push back record today. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, this is a, a, a changeover. Usually, I'm the, the hungover one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for real. That was uh, Last night was a, a wild one for me. Um, but uh, I'm gonna plug. Just drinking by yourself in your home. Playing oh, the come on now! We were on that big Zoom call. You know how it is. You got to play Jackbox uh, and drink a bunch of salted watermelon. I wanted to keep it. I want to keep it feeling like a normal Saturday, so I drank uh, juiced fair. up salted watermelon. Um, I'm gonna plug my co-host Evan. You can check out his story, Shrekstein, on the <laughs> <laughs> the, the Green Library. It's about. Sh- <laughs> the uh, Shrek scene. <laughs> is that not what it's called? Yeah, all right. That's what it's called. Uh, and that's there's what, what the bread chorus and what are your other books? Yeah. You should have. If you're gonna if you're gonna plug me. You should you should <laughs> take a second to take a second to what? Google my name. Fuck you. I'm Saker. I'm and we'll see you again in one 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 week one week one week. Welcome to They, Them, There's a monthly non-binary discussion podcast. We're here. We're queer. Let's talk about it. My name is Joe. And my name is Rain. We're non-binary, and once a month we sit down and we talk about gender. 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 <laughs> we talk about our experiences with gender expression, pronouns, and other parts of the trans and non-binary experience. We also talk about a lot of anime and music that we like and relate to. And our cats. Yeah. You can listen at theorangegroves.com or search They Them Theirs on your podcast app of choice. Until next time, take care and remember, nice gender. <laughs>